Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Yeah, hi. A little bit late there, I think. How you doing? Welcome to the show. It's the last day of August. How the hell did that happen? It's the last day of a 20-year war, too. How the hell did that happen? And I think it's Tuesday, which means Susan should be on the line. Well, you're lucky. I'm here. (laughs) Okay. All right. She did not get distracted today. I I didn't. I mean, I I threatened to multiple times, and each time I yanked myself back. Yeah. I I had to remind myself it was Tuesday three times this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that would be more difficult just one day a week. I mean, it really would be, especially in these days when a lot of us don't know what day it is uh, often, you know? Right, and I'm um, always and I'm hopping back and forth so much that in yeah hey. you don't know where you are you right don't know what day is where are you by the way I'm uh, today I am in Green Bay with our mother oh I didn't know that well that's because I came here yesterday <laughs> okay knows. well I'm glad yes um okay so uh, geez you know. Uh, yesterday was one of those uh, days that if you were uh, in charge of a newspaper or a news show, you would you you could really be uh, have gone insane knowing what's the what's the lead story. I mean, you had the hurricane, um, you had uh, the end of the longest war in American history. And, you know, normally you would think at the end, end of a war in American history, we should have been outside popping champagne corks or something. But that's not the way these kinds of wars end. Well, we lost that we didn't uh, win this war. That's right. But we haven't won a war. Uh, well, we won one little war uh, since World War II. But since World War II, we have not won a war. We are a nation that loses wars. So why do we keep doing them? The one little war we won was the one, and I've mentioned this, I think it was called Desert Storm. You know, right. called it something. It lasted two weeks. And as far as I know, I don't think anybody died, at least on our side. I don't. It had a specific, you know, mission. It did the mission and it stopped. Well, we get every time we decide that we can nation build, that we can totally ignore the the uh, culture that's in situ, and 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 um, just uh, put our own in place, uh, that doesn't work. And and it's just our arrogance that assumes that our way is is the best for them. It's but. You know, it's beyond me. How can we be uh, have hubris when we keep making the same mistake over and over? Uh, someone who can't learn from their mistakes is an idiot and should not be hubristic. Well, I agree. But I also think that the reason that we were there for 20 years is that the only way out was what we just witnessed. And nobody was willing to have that happen on their on watch. their watch and Biden did it. Yeah. And uh yeah. and he's taken the heat for it from absolutely yeah. everybody. And yeah. everybody uh, and I and what I have to say about that is when it ended, I defy anyone to tell me how this was not going to be how it ended. If you are not the victor, how do you titly leave? Yeah. Well, I keep saying the same thing over and over again. Um, I credit Fareed Zakaria. There is no elegant way to lose a war. And that's the, right. And the, loser, the loser is always on the run. I'm sorry, you're on the run. Even if it didn't appear we were on, we were on the run. Of course. And so it ain't tight. Anyway, uh, yeah, all these people... It, 
yesterday I meant to get something into the show and I, I didn't have a chance to do it. I was so angry seeing this stuff where, you know, the people who, who, um, who get their news, not from the same sources <laughs> that we do, but that are in that, you know, right wing uh, universe, they were hearing from members of Congress and on Twitter and all over the place and on their news shows that uh, Joe Biden did not go to Dover Air Force Base. Shut the hell up. I did not go to Dover Air Force Base uh, to when the caskets of the fallen came in. Uh, Lord, but that's, you know all these, but there's all these, so there's I, coverage of it for heaven's sake. I know, I know. I know. What is the gall? Well, that combined with um, that we gave the Taliban $83 billion worth of, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, which is also that's just, that's what was spent in since right. 2001 on training their military. And they're saying that that's what, it's not all equipment, it's over, and, and it's over 20 years and several presidents, but somehow, you know, in, in Trump land, that's, that's $83 billion that Joe gave the Taliban. I mean, it's just all bull, all bull, all the time. It's just flat out made up crapola, I can't take it. No, they make stuff up, that's what oh. they do. Okay. I yesterday, Susan, and I don't know what it was, and I'm sure people listening to the show might have noticed it, but I swear every other sentence I said had fuck in it. And I and I'm sorry about You can it. get like that, sister, and sometimes it's very hard to listen to. <laughs> I guess. And I no, I woke up in a real I was in a real state yesterday. I don't know what I, well, I do know what and I and that I guess was, you know, indicative of uh, the state I was in. But I, I do want to apologize. I mean, that's, it's unseemly. For it me. is unseemly. <laughs> so <laughs> here's what I want to say while we're being nice to Joe Biden. I want to say one thing I was thinking the other day, and then it got underscored for me today. Uh, he's a good man. He's, uh, you know, I can identify what he's, he's uh, with him. Um, I don't know how he sleeps at night. For that matter, I don't know how anybody in any of these positions of responsibility and authority sleep at night. I can't sleep at night worrying about all this stuff. And I'm not responsible. How do they sleep? Can you imagine being the President of the United States, putting your head on a pillow and saying, good night, darling, to Jill? And then going to sleep? No. Why do you think they look How like do such? They sleep? I don't know. But they have to sleep. Sometimes. Well, I don't. You know, and particularly given what we, you know, the story that you were highlighting, because that was a very difficult meeting for Biden. And the one thing that we know for sure about him is that he feels these things for real. And it yeah. must have been very, very, very difficult for him to stand there accepting responsibility from these angry and grieving parents. Did you just send me a message in the middle of all this? Uh-huh. I was cheering uh, you up. <laughs> that one of your grandchildren said uh. WTF? Uh-huh. <laughs> well... All right, so I'm not much one in the family. I'm not going to worry about it anymore. But, um, <laughs> never mind this child is under the age of one. I don't know how that's possible, but... It was the facial expression. That was baby talk. Oh, anyway. okay, I see, I see. Okay, so, yeah, very cute. I... Um, Yes, folks. During this conversation, I'm sending my sister pictures of my of my new granddaughter to cheer her up because she's saying she was in such a lousy mood. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I'm not so much in a lousy mood today, but but um, so for Biden, uh, I can't imagine yesterday. Um, 
And I had read that, you know, he was going to meet with the families of these yeah. dead young men and women. And I can't even conceive of that. And then I had read that, you know, uh, a quote from one of the uh, grieving parents, this was days ago, that, you know, it sounded like he wanted to kill Biden. He, he hated his guts, blah, 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 blah. So I'm thinking, how do you, and as it turns out, some of the families refused to meet with him in given these times. I, one can see that. Um, but some who don't agree with him at all did meet with him. And one guy, this is in the, what is it, the Washington Post today. One guy, a guy, a guy named Mark Schmidt whose uh, 20-year-old son, Jared, is one of those who died in that uh, terrorist attack on the airport. Um, at one, Biden's, he's talking to Biden, but, uh, it, and he even shook his hand. But at one point, he takes out a picture of his son, and he says, I don't want you to ever forget his name. Do not ever forget his face. And don't you forget the names of the other 12. And take some time to learn their story. And he said, and the only way we know this is he has said he said that to the president, because the reporters are not allowed into these situations. And then he said that Biden looked, he bristled and said, I do know their stories. And I can see, I can see that happening. I can see Biden does get prickly when, he, you know, and this, he's the president and this guy is talking to him like that. On the other hand, you know what I was thinking? I was talking to somebody yesterday about how Biden is always, always interminably, and I I personally am getting sick of it. Right, empathic about death and, to, and relating it no, to his no, own story. All, always to both. Right. So it's always back to his son and his loss, which I know is why he is able to understand the pain. But if I hear him one more time say, I know. Uh, I know what you're feeling. You get. Uh, he says it all that you get this feeling like you're sucked into a black hole in the middle right. of your chest. There's no way out. And then he goes and bow and bow and bow. And I'm thinking, you know, Joe, it's not about you. It's got to somebody. But how do you tell him that? I don't see that anyone. Uh, could tell him that. And frankly, some of the parents yesterday, the ones who didn't particularly like him to, to start out with, um, said they were sick and tired of him talking about his son. So I think he must have done it again with them. So he went, yes, you know, and my son, Bo. Mm -hmm. If you're there to comfort these people whose loss is more raw than yours. And it was as a result of a decision you had made. I think you shut the fuck up. Excuse me. Yeah. So Biden, who I like to think of as so empathic or empathetic, it, um, I think in this case has a little bit of a blind spot caused by his own Pain. I, 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 I don't know. And do you know, as he was leaving, they were ushering these families onto the bus that had brought them to Dover. And some woman screamed at Biden across the tarmac. I hope you burn in hell. Jeez. 
right. Well, I don't approve of that either. (laughs) No, no. And can you imagine in the right-wing Fox Newsiverse, even with all of the coverage, um, they said no one from the administration showed up. (sighs) Unbelievable. Unbelievable. That's all I have to say. Okay, so I am worried about something. I read this, and maybe you did too, that uh, China has cracked down on kids, children, teenagers uh, playing video games. No, I haven't read that. Listen to this. And they know if you're, you know, it's not like it's like Santa Claus. He knows if you've been. Right. <clears throat> they know. They know. They track every one of of their their citizens and their gizmos, and so they know. And they are limiting Chinese children and adolescents to one hour. Wait a minute. Was it one hour a day? on weekends and on holidays. Other than that, they are barred from online gaming on school days. Yeah, I think good. Listen, here's why I say that scared me. You know why? Yeah, why? Because those kids are going to clean our kids' clocks. That's right. Well, that's all I'm saying. Honestly, before the pandemic came along and the kids were homebound, that was absolutely, uh, my grandchildren were not allowed to see screens. Uh Uh-uh. Because they knew that the minute that it started, it was pretty much uncontrollable. And then the pandemic came along and they were required to school on screens and everything else. And it all just sort of disappeared. But. Um, just having the amount of time that they had without them was clearly beneficial because they know how to play and read and do other things. Yeah. Well, but so most kids, I I know you're, this, they're going to clean our clocks. They want them focused on their schoolwork. They want them getting a good night's sleep and they've got the authoritarian power to do it. And those little Chinese kids are going to grow up and clean our kids' clocks. We have a caller. Hello? 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 (laughs) Hello? Let's try that all again. Okay. Hello? Hello? Yeah. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. um, When's the um, American people going to wake up? and really think how we got here over in Afghanistan. Let's go after the man that put him in there, George W., and stop going on Biden. Biden didn't do it. George W. did it. Now, he, I don't know if he voted for this war or not. I don't know. But we, we're going to have to just rethink this and stop wasting money in the military for useless wars. But we don't get We just feel we at the moment. And another thing is they weren't drafted. They were volunteered to that dude. Now, that's not their fault that we had stupid leaders to put them in there, but they're all volunteers. So that's a different thing than Vietnam and other wars, but it doesn't make it any better. But I don't know when no, Americans it makes it easier. Wait, it makes it easier yeah. to have wars because right. when the whole country is not invested, when everybody's sons and daughters are not at risk – and you have volunteers, then you can go to war. And by the way, who voted for going into Afghanistan? Every single member of the U.S. Senate and the U.S. House, except one representative from California, Barbara Lee. Because you'll recall, we wanted to get the guys who did 9-11 to us. That's why we went in. I was for it. But we messed up. We lost we lost uh, whatever vision like if technically that's what we were doing then for certain when we killed osama bin laden we should have said all right we're out of here well it's it it, wasn't we, there 20 years 
20. I don't, I mean, I, if no. You haven't figured. We, we failed over there. We didn't do yeah. what we were supposed to. We, we were just oh, babysitting. Failed. What's that? Total failure. It's total a total failure. failure. We babysitter. And they, yeah. the people don't have the will to fight. We can't make them. So we leave. And I think he handled it perfect. I think. No, thank God he got us out. I agree. Evacuated I mean, many God. people. We yeah, I, 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 forever. No one had the courage to do it. He did it. The rest of them go pound salt because that's how I feel about them. I'm so sick of these people. I'm sick of the Democrats too complaining about it. You know what? Get on board. He did the right thing. He's doing the right thing. It's not going to be perfect, but he did the right thing that they always do that to a Democrat president or any president. They turn on him. Yeah. I can't yeah. take that. Well, yeah. Democrats turn out eat their own. Republicans don't. <laughs> yeah, they, they generally I, not. They tend to stick. To no, I, I, it's. I was reading a letter today from this gun group who's just up in arms because uh, Biden has not, you know, forcefully dealt with the gun control yet. And I'm thinking to myself, look, folks, he's had a little on his plate, right, in the first. <laughs> I, and and, and I and I'm going. You people are actually his people. How can you not see that there are priorities? And why can we not, as Democrats, work together for a, you know, a long game the way the Republicans have been doing? That's why we're here. We're always squabbling. Yeah, let's do my project you know, first. Why, though, Susan, we're squabbling because Democrats are comprised of, of everybody. Yeah, a bunch of little tribes of people who care about this, that, the other thing. And, yeah, the big tent. That's the Democrats. Um, and so, right, we're always at each other's throat. Hey, call, okay, call thank, you. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Henry writes, the, the Republicans and Fox have learned that they need only say a lie a few times. And if what they say is deplorable enough, it'll catch fire. Yep. The lie about Biden not attending the dignified transfer ceremony is viral now. And it goes to show how easily people are manipulated. And people don't vet what they share. They're quick to act on merely a headline or a talking point. We're just a nation hungry for juicy rumors. Well, that that anything that solidifies what we want to believe. Right. Um and and you know we're all uh, we're all susceptible to to that. I don't mean to suggest. You know, I mean everywhere you look. Speaking of what you were just saying, Susan. What the hell? Think again. And what I said about how does he sleep? You've got you know the hurricane. You've got the all this and and, and the aftermath of it, which you know we still don't quite have our hands around. Then you've got um, something that's like not gotten our attention that much because of everything else, as much as it would if the hurricane wasn't happening. This friggin' wildfires are literally, um, they're going to change everything. They're yep. going to change our, uh, uh, I, I think you're going to see a, a pretty big migration out of California. Well, because you exactly. can't breathe. You can't breathe there. But that smoke is affecting, obviously, the states that border it, and as we know, can even. Well, this um, Denver, I, Denver, you yeah. people that live in Denver are a mile high, right? So they are in the smoke, and they can't. The, the mountains that ring the the, the it, it, that sit around Denver are you can't see. The smoke is so thick. Right. No, you can't see. So all those big, also the big square states, um, they are, we are going to see, and we were warned of this. This is what climate change was going to bring. And the Colorado River is dry. It's drying up. So you're going to have no more and more, no water because there's no rain. That means drought. Drought means fires. Fires denude hillsides. That means if there is some rain, mudslides. Let's not forget earthquakes. Let's not forget all the other stuff that can happen. And we see the hurricanes intensifying. Um, I, 
Yeah, I mean, climate change ain't in the future, and the and 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 the effects of it are not in the future, and the dire consequences of it are not in the future. We are living in them right now, and they are only going to get worse. So if this is what you, I mean, I I was thinking if I were ever you know to have a second home in a warm place. Where would it be? Uh, Because I think it's, I agree, I think it's inappropriate to even visit California at this point. They don't have the resources. Uh, They need them for themselves. So, no, I'm not going to go in and be a prayer. I wouldn't live in Florida. By the way, do you know what they get paid to sit on a school board in Florida? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to talk to you about that because we, we mistakenly, you and I, had said, you know, months ago when DeSantis was saying he was going to not pay the members of the school board, we both said, what the hell is he talking about? School board members aren't paid. That's a volunteer position. It was a volunteer position when in Missouri. It's a volunteer position here in Pennsylvania. I mean, not volunteer. I mean, it's forbidden by law to pay you, and there's a reason for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the same in Wisconsin. So the places we have lived, we never heard of a school board being a paid position. Much less $46,000 a year? Well, you're in the wrong state, Sue. Jeez. I mean, I will admit, I never worked harder at a job uh, in my life. It's a hard job. Yeah. For nothing. And that brings me to another point. A lot of these, most school board members, I think, are not paid. Florida must be, uh, I Yeah, I don't, I don't understand I don't why they're paying them. It's really not, I mean, now that they do, they can't stop. It's, it's really not in the public interest, it, in the children's interest. It gets people on the board for reasons other than public service. And if ever there is a position that you want someone in there just because I want to do the right thing, that's it. Well, now, wait. But, but a lot of people run for school board because they do have an agenda. Well, you have an agenda, and the whole, but the right they might, they, at least, they aren't doing it for the dough. They're that's all. That's all. Right. They're not doing it for the money. Um, but there increasingly are uh, people who are on school boards all over the country who are quitting. Well, it's hazardous duty. It's like being in the health in the in the health department business. Yeah. Now they're being threatened. It's the anti-masker types and the hysteria around that. They're being threatened. So imagine, all, and you, you know, the hard work you do for nothing, and now you're going to be screamed at. You're going to be spit on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me let me just roll this back a little bit because I can assure you that uh, when was I doing this? Twenty years ago, twenty five years ago, they crowded in there, and my and boy, did they scream at me. It was it was well, a. It it was it was so that's not new. The venom isn't even new. Um, The fact that they're that they can kill you now because they can infect you while you're doing it is new. Um, And that's what's happening, by the way. A lot of these meetings where they've crowded in, the people are uh, two weeks later get a notice that they better quarantine because there was uh, there are cases coming out of those meetings. Well, all I'm saying is. It's scarier now because of what we've become. Oh, yeah, because, because now I didn't really worry that anybody would shoot me. And I think and now you have to worry about that. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> let's let's pause for a moment to note the uh, passing of I guess this is the third um, anti-vaxxer talk radio host to die of COVID. Uh, Mark Bernier. Mm. Gone. Uh, There are three people who had radio talk shows who were telling. Well, you know, there's two theological positions on this. Other, uh, either God loved them all so much that He took them to to His bosom because, Uh, or they were doing God's work. 
or they were Satan's spawn, and he has punished them. Yeah. It's just, I, I, here's what I think. It's neither. Me too. I think a virus got him. Yeah, a virus that they could have protected themselves from. Um, I believe we have another call. Hello. Hello. Hello, Lynn. Hi. Hello. Go ahead, please. Hi. Hi, Lynn. Yeah. Hey, Lynn. Hi, Susan. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah. All right. Sorry about that. There we go. I think we're, I think we're good now. Yeah. Yeah, I what uh, first of all, how is it that th- there haven't been arrests given that these are just blatant threats of violence against, yeah. against school board fish, uh, officials and and doctors and nurses and health administrators. I mean, it's simply out in the open now. I mean, this is a this is another one of the indications that the Republican Party has simply, uh, you know, is embracing authoritarianism and mob rule and threats of violence when democracy doesn't go their way. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's been that streak in them for quite some time now, but during the last four years, it's just been incubated and and really come into uh, full effect, where now yeah, if they don't win at the ballot ballot box, they're they're simply you know they're threatening physical harm to to those who do. They simply won't accept any other result but their own but their victory. And the other I, is that yeah, let me can, can can I just quote? I want to share a quote. Okay, this was said at a Republican meeting by a member of the U.S. Congress just a day ago. If our election system continues to be rigged and continues to be stolen, then it's going to lead to one place, and that's bloodshed. And I will tell you, as much as I am willing to defend our liberty at all costs, there's nothing that I would dread doing more than having to pick up arms against my fellow Americans. And the way that we can have recourse against that is if we all passionately demand that we have election security in all 50 states. He went on to call the uh, people who were, have been arrested on January 6th political hostages. This is that. So which, which, uh, which GOP asshole was that? Oh, that was going to be my guess. Madison Cawthorne. He is. I mean, uh, he is literally calling on his. At, at one point, somebody asked him, "When are you? When are we going to be called back to the Capitol?" And he said, "We're working on." Well, yeah. What is? What is because, that? You know, when you when you have a when you have a a failed push, a, you know, a, a failed uh, insurgency because it was impromptu and poorly coordinated with, with very little pre-planning. Uh, that's, and, but the leaders suffer minimal consequences, then yeah. it becomes a dress You're rehearsal. You're begging for more. That's right. You're begging for more. I mean, Coffin was going to be my happen. first guess, but it could have been uh, Matt, Matt Gates. It could have been Boebert. It could have been Marjorie, Marjorie Taylor Greene. It could have been Mo Brooks. It could have been Gomert. It could have been Gozer. Yeah, it could have been any number of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Openly. Then my other yeah, point. Yeah. My other point in observing all this uh, with these, frankly, raving imbeciles, uh, you know, ranting about vaccine conspiracies. And uh, how you know the deep state is pre- preventing you know um, proven cheap cures such as hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. Did they, are they aware that there are other nations in this world that the other countries exist? They think this is a. I guess they they believe that deep the deep state is worldwide. You know that, that all these countries well, conspired to topple Trump. You know, through through these yeah, machinations. They don't think. They don't think. They don't think. 
I don't know. I hear you. I, I really am worried we're at a tipping point of some kind. I, I really, I well, really yeah. am. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think there's a, a feeling that, yeah, we will. I, I know there's a bunch of people that are pushing us that want us to be at a tipping point. Yeah. They're yeah. itching they to pull out their guns and mow us all down. Right. Yeah. Right. They do want it. So, yeah, they're the people, they're the people that they, lo- they, they love America. They love America. They constantly tell us so, but they just don't like most Americans. I mean, you know, they loathe liberals. They loathe environmentalists. They loathe feminists. They loathe, they loathe LGBTQ people. They loathe most, uh, most black and brown skinned people. They loathe most non-Christians, unless, you know, perhaps you're an Orthodox or a conservative Jew. Uh, you know, they, they, they loathe atheists. They loathe agnostics. Uh, they loathe, yeah, you know, they loathe anyone, uh, you know, outside their own little, little, uh, strata, but they love America. <laughs> I know. God bless them. It, it makes my, I mean, I tingle all over just thinking of them. Hey, thanks for the call. Well, Appreciate it. Yeah. It's my calls are okay. always so uplifting and, and positive. <laughs> yeah. Right now. What the hell? All right. <laughs> Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, you too. Goodbye. Um, uh, speaking of, uh, of, he mentioned ivermectin. I just wanted to say that an Ohio judge, get this, has ordered an Ohio hospital to treat a COVID patient with ivermectin. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> well, they have to refuse. They can't. Uh, no, they no, can, no, they no. can't commit malpractice on a judge's order. They can't. Uh. Uh-uh, I would yeah. refuse. I well, we'll we'll, we'll see. Um, they said uh, his the guy's wife, the patient's wife, brought the case after her husband was placed on a ventilator after spending 19 days hospitalized, and she, she wants asked, to kill him now. No, no, no. She asked her doctor. Oh, an Ohio doctor who she knows has advocated for the use of ivermectin um, to, to, to prescribe her husband the drug. And he did. But the hospital refused to administer it. So she then went to court and the court ordered that he get the dose. He will start receiving 30 milligrams of ivermectin for three weeks. I, I, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I, if I, I, I would, I can't imagine which medical professional that knows that to be poppycock is going to agree to do that. Even if they are sheltered from liability for doing it, they are not sheltered from their own Hippocratic oath and their own ethics. Well, just because a judge orders you to kill a patient, you don't kill a patient. They're not not killing. My guess is ivermectin is a drug. It is prescribed for things, and uh, they'll do it at a at a dosage that's not going to kill him. It might not help him, Um, but but, uh, you know, whatever. It is it is an FDA approved drug for some things. It has not been approved for treatment of COVID. Uh, but you know, doctors often use drugs. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But so that's 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 what's happening there. Well, I don't know. We have another call, or did I dream that? No, I think that's it. Right? Hello? Anybody there? Hello? Oh yeah, there is someone there. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Uh, it's Terry from Penn Hills. Um, Hi. I I have friends that go to Iceland for their vacation every year. And she sent me an article. Iceland has had zero deaths from COVID over over the past, I don't know, three or four months. Over 90% of Iceland is vaccinated. And they they went and and they went to they were at a cafe and they said to a woman, Are you vaccinated? And she goes, Of course. And the recorder says, What what do you mean, of course? And she points to herself and says, It's my civic duty. Yeah, and I got goosebumps because we don't live in a culture that has any civic duty. We live in a culture that's me, me, me. Yeah. 
and they, I'm ready to move to Iceland. <laughs> I don't know if they want you. Can you take up residence in Iceland? It's a, I think it's a difficult. I don't know. I, I have no um, idea. I just, I just know that I'm, I'm really hating the culture I live in right now. Well, join the crowd. I, I agree with you. Or living amongst so many selfish fools. Yes. Yes. But anyways, I just wanted. Oh, and well, another thank thing. Thank you. Yeah. Wait, one more, one more thing. A friend of mine also just sent me a note saying the ICU is overflowing with people who are not vaccinated, and they don't. They're not overflowing or even a comp, uh, have anyone in there who is in ICU because of the reactions to the vaccine. <laughs> Well, we all know that, but then we're not living in la la land. All right. Thank you. Bye. Unbelievable. Bye. Bye. Hey, Chuck Wright, out here in the South Hills, specifically the West Jefferson Hills School District, anti maskers have taken their fight to our local billboards. As you drive throughout our communities, there are electronic billboards, and the messages change almost daily. One message gives the name of our superintendent and claims he is the real virus. These billboard, these billboard ads are not cheap. And now I'm seeing similar billboards pop up for the Baldwin-Whitehall School District. Sheer craziness. Yeah, it, it's a excellent to live amongst so many. Well, you know, and again, back from my uh, decades old experience, and I think it's it's true again. It's uh, my superintendent, a wise man, always cautioned we on the school board who were being, you know, berated and screamed at by what seemed to be very full houses of people going to school board meetings that, in fact, it was just 100 people. And that a uh, hundred people can make a lot of noise and represent only a hundred people. Well, I, as somebody who has worked in yes uh, radio, I can tell you that that is true. The loudest voices are the ones that are amplified. It doesn't mean they represent the most people. Right. In fact, they usually don't. The problem with our media is it is drawn. The, it's the amplifier. It amplifies and is drawn to the loudest voices. So we, and, and that's what Twitter does too. So we all do get uh, a skewed vision of, uh, of what's really reality. Oh God! What is real? What is I reality? I got. Although my favorite is the anti anti max anti vaccine nurses. You know, I'm just thinking to myself, yeah, you need to be fired, uh, you nurses who are just self identified as incompetents. Yeah. I mean, who would want one of those people by their bedside? I want to know. Well, I, as far as I know, the, hospital, the UPMC, the big hospital here, has still not mandated their staff. Is that true? Anybody know that that is true, mandated their staff to get vaccinated? Well, a lot of no. hospitals aren't because they, they're afraid that they'll just create a nursing shortage. And, I'm, and I just think that that's crazy. Uh, okay, have a nursing shortage. Especially if those nurses are idiots. Right. And infection vectors. I mean, you know, please. So um, uh, Paul Krugman had an interesting take uh, today on how the right wing and those who who take in their version of events, the lies, the crapola, are 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 actually like just have been groomed. Uh, to do that. And he points out this is interesting. And he's probably got something here. The people who, I see, I never watch these shows, but their biggest advertisers are often supposedly natural 
supplements. Yeah. And, 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 and which are not regulated oil. and who knows what they That's are. Right. That's right. Their biggest advertisers are often snake oil salesmen. And they make tons of money. Uh, what's his name? Jones. Um, uh, yeah. What's it? Alex. Alex Jones. Infowars. Right. He has, he's made most of his money peddling this snake oil. Um, and well, you know what the latest all- snake oil is? Let me just, let me, it, uh, I'm going through mail on on mom's desk with her, and um, I, I, we have agreed that whenever whenever she does pick up the house the, the house phone, and it's inevitably somebody asking for money over the phone, she says, "Just send me something." And so a few people do. Uh, why this this real question? Why on earth do volunteer firefighters need a political action committee? She got a request for funds from the polit- from the Volunteer Firefighters of America PAC. Well, because uh, state laws uh, uh, impact uh, what is considered, I guess, the qualifications for. Or what? I think I, I think know. PACs are just the latest way to raise tons of money that nobody looks at how you're using it. They pay themselves. And what are they going to do? Sit around and uh, look at legislation? I mean, it's just bull. It's just bull. She Nine-tenths of the mail that, that is received is from a one kind or another of a political action committee. They are the latest snake oil. You send your money to them. You have no idea what they're doing with the money, how, where it's going to, which candidates they're supporting. You don't know nothing. But they're all busily running. This is how Trump's making all of his money. Okay. Yeah. I mean, listen. So this I'm just. This is my my is my, America, my America, PSA to all of you people is your to the extent that you want to give money to influence the political process, give directly to the candidates you want to support. You can support as many as you want, but please cut out as many of these opportunistic middle people as you can. They're just all in it, lining their pockets. Every single damn one of them. It's the American way. What are you doing talking against the American way? It's just, I it's, I mean, as long as we're talking about what disgusts us, this, because you can't tell, you know, mm-hmm. if you really want to do good with a, your few extra charitable dollars, you got to get through such a maze of crooks to get your dollar working hard. For example, the Red Cross, which it turns out gives, it's like less than 30 cents on your dollar or something that you give to the Red Cross ever gets where it's going. They take out a ton for their own, to run their own organization. And then to the extent that they're doing things, they simply give it to other organizations on the ground that then take out their administrative costs before it goes to anybody on the ground that you think you're helping. All right. All right. I can't. I can't dispute what you're saying. I'm aware that the Red Cross has come under fire. Uh, They're very, before. they are not transparent. And that's no, what I'm talking what about. If everybody just go to an organization like Charity Navigator and check out what they say about the Red Cross, because they will show you how much of the money they have goes to uh, promotion, to administration, to all of this. And and how much gets to what you intended it for. Yes, but so, I, what um, I'm saying is that in the case of the Red Cross, they, they misreport because they'll tell you that they gave, you know, X amount to housing, uh, you know, to directly on the ground to doing housing. But that's not what they're doing. They're giving it to organizations whose job it is to do that. So they so, well, so they're subcontracts. They're subcontracting, but that also well, that, that also increases the administrative costs that they aren't reporting out. Well, I don't know enough to, you know, join you in your anger or rebut you. I do know 
that I have not given to the Red Cross for right. some time because of things that I had read. Right, right. Um, but I, I just want to get back to with Krugman's idea in terms of the snake oil salesman and the right wing is that they're a match made in heaven. Um, because you have these, you know, right wing fever swamps like InfoWars. And let's take uh, Fox News's biggest uh, biggest show, Tucker Carlson, right? Who is his top advisor? I mean, advertiser. You wouldn't be surprised. My pillow. Yeah, my pillow is what I was going to say, right? My pillow. How, how does he have any money left to buy advertising? I'd like to know. I don't know. I have no idea. Who are the next three biggest advertisers on Tucker Carlson? Supplement. They're all supplement uh, companies, all of them, because snake oil peddlers find consumers of right-wing news and and lies a really perfect market. So you can see, Krugman says, how vaccination became such a flashpoint. Because, first of all, it, these, this right-wing crowd already has not trusted what mainstream medicine tells them. So they're always listening to the snake oil people. So you can see how they would be unsure about sticking an FDA-approved vaccine in their body, but have no problem putting a uh, you know a, a cow dewormer into their body supposedly for the same purpose because they've learned to trust these snake oil salesmen they're more comfortable with them. right and also if getting vaccinated is the priority of the president that you did not vote for and you think stole the election. And if you got vaccinated, it would help him look good. There's another reason you don't do it. So they're, they're just primed to reject medical expertise and to believe in quacks. For heaven's sake, they turned on Donald Trump himself when he said, you know, you should get vaccinated. He got booed. Donald Trump got booed. You won't hear him say that again. The Republicans are just astonishingly great at uh, creating monsters they can't control. They make deals with the devil, thinking, well, the will control this. Well, it's sort of like the negotiated uh, uh, surrender that, uh, and I use negotiated in, in quotes, that Trump signed with the Taliban, leaving the mm-hmm. Afghanistan government out, which they just don't pay any attention to. <laughs> Barbara just sent me this. It's got Lucy from Peanuts, and she's saying, although COVID-19 spreads mostly through the mouth and nose, scientists now conclude that the greatest risk actually comes from assholes. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Well, you got uh, there's there is something wonderful about the fact that no matter what, you can get a laugh out of anything. I know. God, thank God. Thank Especially, God. you know, dark, dark humor in dark times. Um, Kurt writes, there is yet another talk show radio host who has COVID. After insisting on his freedom to go unvaccinated and unmasked, he says, I only regret that I have but one life to give. <laughs> oh, come on. Kurt, will you stop this? You're like the onion. And he doesn't. He, he says, and the guy's name is anti, anti-vaxxer Nathan Hill. Hill. All right, stop it. But, but, but. Um, oh, I got to get this in because Bree sent me this unbelievable video of um, 
uh, people uh, swimming in the sea. Um, and they get lost. I don't stop it. I accept. I accept, even though I fuck you. Okay, I can't get through. Um, and um, I am not saying the F word as much today, even though I'm hearing it quite a bit. I am in a much better place, I assure you. Somewhere off the coast of England, people are, you know, cavorting in the water, they're playing, and a dolphin joins them. Yeah. And the video is just amazing. The dolphin, I mean, and not to me, because, you know, I had a similar experience. The dolphin is clearly playing with them. She's making his tail, make, you know, splashing him. He's going like, and then diving and then going around. He's having a ball. And the people are just freaking out. But it turns out, and this is always a story that wonderful and video that great. Uh, People who know dolphins say they know this dolphin. And this dolphin is a bit of a weirdo. I forget what they call him because I can't get at the I can't get at the uh, I can't get at the story some for some reason. Uh, this dolphin prefers humans to his own, and so he has he has left the pod. And there's a name for such dolphins, which is the name I can't uh, I can't think of, but. Um, so he's an an out. I mean, he's a he's off by himself. He's a solitary dolphin, which is not normal. And he does look for people to to play with. The problem is is that a dolphin that's already done that is a dolphin that you don't know really uh, what he's going to do next. Right. So they, oh, I, I, I've gotten access. He's identified, the, uh, biologists have identified this dolphin as a social solitary dolphin. Um, and the fact is, is that they're concerned because he gets boisterous. He's having so much fun. Yeah, he's going to hurt someone. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to hurt someone. And uh, here's somebody who was watching this. They say after a little while, it became obvious that the dolphin's behavior was escalating and becoming more erratic. So we were very concerned that somebody could get uh, injured. And they were telling people to leave the water. And uh, people in boats were told to, um, you know, avoid and maybe, you know, whatever. But so here this poor dolphin He's mixed up. He's screwed up. Yeah. But he wants to play. Yeah. And if you see this video, he's having so much fun. It's, uh, where did I get this? If you want to look it up, it's from a um, The Packet, which is a, um, I, I guess, a, uh, it's in Cornwall. Um, and, you know, I, Having had an experience with a dolphin, which was fun until it wasn't, um, yeah, but it breaks my heart. It is the cutest. I mean, it, that dolphin is, it's like, you know, dogs know how to play with us. We know right, how to play with right, dogs. Right. This was total interspecies fun, but it's so much bigger than the people. And it's a bottlenose dolphin. Aww. So anyway, yeah, I, I I just wanted to say that if you look up the video, it's 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 pretty astonishing. Anyway, I guess that's it. Really? Well, Zeus, time flies when you're having fun. I don't know what. To okay. Say. All right. Well. Okay. Talk to um, you soon. So, okay, I hope so. And uh, give mom a kiss. I will. Okay. Okay. All Bye. right. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. And uh, I'll be back tomorrow. I got nowhere else to be. It's pretty pathetic. Bye.
Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Thursday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.